Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research, which has used radiocarbon dating techniques to unravel the mystery of Paul Bajin, a medieval ruin in the Russian Republic of Tuva in southern Siberia. These ancient frozen soils suppress secluded secrets. Are speculative stratigraphy too coarse to expose the folly of your foundation, panning for timelines that slip through the holes of our weathered chronology? Leafing through trees, we count off the years, bypassing the infestations and other anomalies that seek to mask the perfect replication of your ringed history, until lodged between two summer droughts, we find it. The interstellar interference that casts off your loamy veil, revealing the commitment of your construction, a monument as fleeting as the season's breath on which you once lingered. This poem is inspired by research published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which has used atmospheric radiocarbon concentrations to date medieval Siberian ruins. The large archaeological site Por Bajin, literally translated into English as Clay House, sits on an island in the middle of Terracol Lake, and whilst it was first excavated in 1891, researchers have since been unable to identify exactly who built it, or for what purpose. Traditional radiocarbon dating was able to pinpoint the date of its construction to around the year 750, give or take a decade or two. However, since the Khans, the leaders who ruled that region during this period, tended to do so for a very short space of time during the 8th century, the exact construction date was needed in order to link Por Bajin to a specific leader and thus the likely reasons for its construction. Carbon-14, a radioactive isotope of carbon, in which the nucleus has six protons and eight neutrons, is created in the upper atmosphere and finds its way into plants and trees when they absorb atmospheric carbon dioxide as part of photosynthesis. The atmospheric concentrations of carbon-14 are not constant, but tend to vary by only a small amount on a year-by-year basis. However, recent research discovered an increase of 1.2% in the concentration of carbon-14 isotopes in tree rings dated in the year 775, a spike of about 20 times the normal background rate of variation. Scientists are unsure as to exactly what caused this spike in atmospheric carbon-14, but one hypothesis is that it was caused by an extreme solar flare event from our sun, or a high-energy gamma-ray burst. Given that this spike is so easily identifiable, it can be used to specifically date a tree that was alive during this period, by first finding the spike, and thus the ring corresponding to the year 775, and then counting the rings, each of which typically represent one year of growth, from there. By adopting this method, researchers were able to precisely date the trees using the construction of Paul Bajin as being felled in the year 777, during which time Tengri Bogu Khan was in charge. 
Bogu Khan had converted to Manichaeism, a Persian religion that was strongly opposed in that region at the time, and which ultimately led to Bogu Khan being killed during an anti-Manichaean rebellion in the year 779. This new evidence, coupled with previous archaeological observations that the complex was almost unused, points to the likelihood that Por Bajin was originally built to serve as a Manichaean monastery. If it had instead been a palace or a fortress, it is more likely that the anti-Manichaeans would have occupied it, rather than leave it to ruin. This precise dating technique opens up new possibilities for the broader study of human history, as being able to identify dates on an annual scale will offer the potential for new assessments to be made of other excavations and sites of archaeological interest. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. These ancient frozen soils suppress secluded secrets, our speculative stratigraphy too coarse to expose the folly of your foundation, panning for timelines that slip through the holes of our weathered chronology. Leafing through trees we count off the years, bypassing the infestations and other anomalies that seek to mask the perfect replication of your ringed history, until lodged between two summer droughts we find it, the interstellar interference that casts off your loamy veil revealing the commitment of your construction, a monument as fleeting as the season's breath on which you once lingered. In this section of the podcast, I like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading Ruins by Samuel Menashe. Samuel Menashe was an American poet who was born in New York City in 1925. He majored in biochemistry at Queen's College before serving in World War II and later travelling to Paris to study for his PhD at the Sorbonne. As well as working as a poet, Menashe was also a teacher and writing instructor. His poetry collections include... The Many Named Beloved, published in 1961, Fringe of Fire, published in 1973, and The Niche Narrows, published in 2000. Menashe was also the winner of the first Neglected Masters Award given by the Poetry Foundation. He died in New York City in 2011. Ruins by Samuel Menashe Stone-worn, overgrown, pristine thorns, sheep-shorn, tinkling below roofless walls. Rooks overlook, I told you so, babbles the brook. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.